Podcasting from the CRW studio, this is the Two Drink Minimum with your hosts, Henny and Patron. Cheers, college football fanatics, and welcome to the Two Drink Minimum. I am Dan Patron, and with me as always is Evan Hennigan. Tonight, week four preview. The SEC is back, and there are other games. There are other games, Kevin. Game of the week, upset special, and hot routes are next on the two drink. Kevin. Patron, what are we drinking? Black is beautiful. An Imperial Stout out of Willow Rack. It is 10.2. It is big. It is delicious. Um, All proceeds are going to... Jeez, I had this in my notes that I lost. All proceeds go to an inner city organization in the city of Syracuse. Willow Rock uh, did this collaborative beer with uh, Weathered Souls, which is a brewing company out of San Antonio, Texas. And all proceeds go to... I, I had it in my notes, which... We'll look that let's, up. Let's, let's give this a... Uh, let's give this a... a I'm going to give myself an out right here. My computer just crashed and I have zero notes. So you are going to get full winging it. Maybe I have them memorized though. Who knows? I believe you Once do. Once we go into it. Don't you do that for a living? <laughs> this is I your wouldn't thing. say I make a living off of it. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing all right. Okay. A man makes a living and a killing off it. Right. Um, Kevin, so noteless hot routes. You, well, you have notes. I'm prepared. Uh, okay, you're prepared. You're always prepared. Always. Always prepared. You write your stuff out. That's why you're prepared. You have little notebooks of papers with arrows and chicken scratch on it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's true. As, so as we're looking at this, let me let me pour this. But before we get into games, teams, players, people, persons, things that you're excited to see this upcoming week. It's week four of college football. We talked about it last episode. Things are starting to come into focus a little bit more. SEC is anything but in focus. It's just coming into the picture. What are you excited to take a look at this week? I can't wait to see Alabama. Alabama is a program that has dominated college football for the last decade. They're always in the mix of this playoff conversation. I want to see what a Nick Saban team does handling the strange situation that they have been in. You're wondering about the quarterback position. Right? You've named Mac Jones your starter. Everybody wants to know about Drinkwitz. They're going what, up they're against going Missouri. Up against Drinkwitz at Missouri. Uh, he's well, your first day in prison. Don't they tell you to go and like find the biggest dude in the prison and fight him? Yeah, exactly. So basically, your Drinkwitz in the SEC. Here's what you have going for so you. Just go knock him out. You're man. just uh, Alabama's just go, interesting. Just go knock him out if you could. I I, I think they're going to be fine at quarterback. Does Bryce Young play a little bit? Possibly. But Saban has proven he doesn't need the all-time great quarterback to win championships. Greg McElroy, McCarron, those guys won championships. And so Mac Jones, can he do what they can do? Absolutely. No, the guy won two, didn't he? I think so. So no, I'm not turned out to be a pretty fair announcer. I'm not picking it. I'm just saying, like, you just because two left doesn't mean that Alabama can't win a national championship. Mac Jones last year did a nice job filling in for him. You have a great running back, great receivers, phenomenal defense. I'm just excited to see Alabama play football. Yeah, I mean, the kid's being handed the keys to 
a Cadillac and being asked not to crash it, right? I mean, when it comes down to it, you have, you know, like you said, Devontae Smith, you have Najee Harris. Waddle. You have your glass that you're handing me. So, I mean, he, he's being handed the keys. This feels like a game to me that we're going to get to see the kid, too. That we're going to get yeah. to see, you know, a five-star quarterback recruit that comes in here. Everybody says he's going to compete for the job. We all knew it's Mac Jones' job. And but I think we're going to get a peek at him because, as we know, this year in NCAA football, you can play and not burn eligibility. I mean, he could play every game this year right. and not burn eligibility. And Alabama smokes Missouri in this game, but it's going to be interesting to watch them. Saban said that they have seven offensive line starters. Imagine the embarrassment of riches that he's trying to decide which five future NFL offensive linemen do I have here. And he's got seven of them. They're gonna crush so, Missouri, but so, I mean, I so do you want to just do you want to just make your pick right now and take it off a of hot routes? Well, I, I'm just like, unless you think something else is gonna happen, but I think it's like a 49 to six. This is a blowout, but then they do what yeah. we've seen. Cle- Clemson's kind of shown you is how to go about this. Do we know the spread? Is it like a, Alabama's favored see, by almost four touchdowns, 27? I think. A mercy. Oh, I think they cover that. I think yeah. they cover that. Yeah. Uh, I I'll take Alabama in that one, 48 to 10. I actually think Alabama's defense. Will be much improved. Dylan Moses is returning. Yeah. Patrick Sertan is a legit NFL cornerback. They probably have NFL guys in every position. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for sure. But I mean, Patrick Sertan is in that Derek Stingley conversation oh. of, of talent wise as far as those cornerbacks go. Yep. He'll be a, a first round draft pick NFL guy, NFL guy. Sure. So, uh, you know, I think the defense is much improved. So I think when you look at that four touchdown spread, it, it, it's made all the easier because their defense is actually going to stop people this year. So give me 48-10. Yeah, blowout. Drink wits. Yeah, but that's it's what I'm most excited. Drink wits is going to need somebody to drink wits after that. Game. I could pick a bunch of teams that I want to see. Alabama, to me, the top team. We haven't seen them play yet. That's who I want to That's who I want to take a look at. Wow. That is a beautiful, fantastic beer. Mm-hmm. Black is Beautiful by Willow Rock. Go and get yourself one. Imperial Stout, 10%. It is. It's a limited it, release. It limited release. Better get limited in there release, soon. So better get there soon. Better beat us there because yeah, when better, we go, <laughs> better, better, better beat us over there. The team that I am interested in watching play is LSU versus Mississippi State. This is a game that you know. I, I think when you take a look at it, and when you when you have it on your radar, and when you look at it on your screen, you're like, duh. You know, LSU is ranked five, six, whatever they're ranked. Mississippi State, unranked. You know, what's the spread on this one? You you have all the spreads again. I don't I don't have any notes. The spread is probably three touchdowns. LSU's by sixteen and a half okay, right now. Okay, so it's so it's two and a half touchdowns. The interesting thing here is we don't really know what we're looking at at with LSU. You know, we've seen it with college football programs year after year after year. You think that the next guy is just going to be the guy. And if Miles Brennan is a whiff, they really don't have much else behind him. They've had a lot of guys transfer out of the program. Joe Burrow is obviously a transfer guy that they brought in. He's gone. Leaves Miles Brennan, who was supposed to be the guy. Well, when Miles Brennan was there, they weren't really recruiting. And then when Joe Burrow came in, uh, guys were like, no. I mean, Syracuse lost a recruit to LSU who even he transferred, the Lindsey Scott kid. Mm-hmm. Yep. Even he transferred. So the cupboard is pretty bare behind Miles Brennan 
in, in, I don't know, maybe they brought in a true freshman kid that they look to in the future, but nobody, you know, nobody like a five-star guy where you're like, he might challenge. Brennan Miles. better Brennan. be the guy. Brennan better be the guy. Yeah, We've I seen agree. it year after year. And they're playing a Mississippi State team that, you know, you don't want to be Apollo Creed fighting the Russian that you know nobody about, that you know nothing about. This is a team with Mike Leach, KJ Costello, Kalen Hill, that you don't really want to be the first team that plays this team. Garrett Schrader's playing and, and, receiver and, now. Yeah, and, and LSU is <laughs> Garrett Schrader. He is. They may moved him to receiver. And, and, and so LSU is going to play this team, and you know it, it. It could be interesting. This could be a game that you tune into in the fourth quarter and go, "Whoa, this is happening." I didn't see this coming. I have LSU winning this game. I, I, I think Ed Ogeron is a good coach. I think Mike Leach is a good coach. I have LSU winning this game, but I don't have them covering. I think that this is going to be a much closer game. Seven-point game. Give me you know, give me your, your classic SEC 24-17 grinded-out game. This is not your Joe Burrows LSU team. I think it's a little more high-scoring than that, but I'm with you. Mississippi State keeps it close. You don't know what you're getting. What are you going to see in this quarterback? And I love the idea of like Mike Leach quarterbacks. That's a position you pay attention to in college football. What is he doing? Guys like Anthony Gordon and Luke Falk, Minshew, Cliff Kingsbury. Right, Those, like his quarterbacks are a interesting storyline every year in college football. This is so much. Last year we had Joe Moorhead and Tommy Stevens when Mississippi State. Started yeah. the season. This is a lot Mike better. Leach big upgrade. KJ Costello. KJ Costello is a big dude. He's like 6'3", 200-something. Rocket of an arm. He's had some injury issues. He's had some stuff, you know, go wrong with, you know, with some of his seasons in the past. Lost his job at Stanford. But this is a kid that can play. Oh, and, yeah. And he's going to sling it around. I mean, he's not that little scrawny quarterback that, that Mike Leach has had in, in a couple of years past at Washington State where he's just worked magic. I think Mike Leach is going to be great for the SEC. I think he's, he's going to make the SEC a lot of fun when you see that Mike Leach team come to town. And this game is very interesting to me. I've got 33-24 LSU 33-24. with the win. 33-24, okay. Yes, sir. Okay, so they also don't cover in your, in your mind. Yeah, I don't see LSU pulling away and running away this year like they did. Do you have a, a when you so when you look at this? Obviously, you say those are the teams I'm excited to see. Do you have a game over and above the other games where you go, that's the game of the week. That's the one that I see as the game of the week. That must see TV. That game that you're gonna tune into and and come away from it going, wow, that was a college football game. That was a fantastic college football game. But the game of the week to me is the one you just talked about, Mississippi State LSU. I do want to see Alabama, but I think Alabama dominates their matchup. LSU is more intriguing in terms of the unknowns. No Joe Brady anymore. Joe Burrow, was that a one-year kind of spike, or do they have a system there? LSU has the number one tight end there. How do they deal with your um, superstar wide receiver being gone? So some cool storylines there, and Mike Leach. That's the game of the week. I don't know if it's going to be the close. I, there's going to be closer games, and there's going to be – maybe more fun games with five minutes to go in the fourth quarter, but impact on the college football scene. I'm looking at that LSU game. What about you? You know, as I take a look at it and I'm just looking down this list of games that you, that you gave again, I've 
I, I have notes, but they're only in my head. They're not written down. I, I look at that Kentucky-Auburn game as a yes. very, very, very interesting game. You know, Kentucky, they lose Lynn Bowden. So he's gone from quarterback, but he goes to the NFL as a wide receiver. He's re- never really a natural quarterback anyways. He's been traded they, already. They had Terry Wilson over there who got hurt before Lynn Bowden sort of got forced into into service. Yes. Who is a good quarterback. LSU, or I'm sorry, not LSU, Auburn is replacing, I, I, I think, you need to have to check my notes. you got to fact check me on this one. I think Auburn is replacing 16 dudes. I, I, I think that they have. Five new starters on the O-line. I, I, it, they, have, they have people, I was reviewing their O-line, and they have dudes that are still listed as or. It, it, you know, like their, their depth chart doesn't say, you know, Kevin's the starter and Dan's the backup. It says Kevin or Dan. I don't know. One, one of them's going to play. That kind of gives me pause for concern. And Kentucky, I, I mean, look, what Kentucky has done the last couple of years with their defense, they, they are that sort of classic SEC team who still plays that old school football. They want to win 13 to 10. They want to win 17 to 14. In, in this game, I see being a lot like that. You know, I mean, Auburn still has a fantastic defense. You know, they still have, you know, Big Cat. Don't they have the Big Cat over there on the D-line? They got Smoke Monday uh, out there at safety. I mean, they have dudes. They have dudes on some different levels. He's not the only Smoke in this game, though. And then they've got the legend of Bo Nix at quarterback. So Auburn has not a lot of guys returning. But it's one of those rare situations where the dudes they do have returning are really good dudes. They played Auburn. So I, I have Auburn winning this game, but it being a fantastic game. Less than a score. Less than a score and right nip-tuck down to the end. Late late field goal. Completely agree. I think this, if it wasn't the game, the Mississippi State-LSU game, this to me is that next game of the week. What is the spread on this one? Auburn's favored by a touchdown, maybe seven and a half, depending on where you look. Auburn's at home. I'm with you. Terry Wilson is a good quarterback. He has wins over Florida, South Carolina, Louisville, Penn State. Like That kid has won some big games. It'll be a different offense this year without having Bowden running around. But Auburn and Kentucky are two teams that I don't know what I'm going to get from them. I don't know what's going to happen in this game. So that's why I also looked at it as – Game of the week, who's Auburn's running back? What are they going to do at running back? Because Whitlow is gone. So now how does that work? Can Bo Nix? Booby, where can, did you go? Where did Booby Whitlow go? Like, where, he didn't find a home yet, I don't believe. And I think he is without a team, without a program. With open arms here at Syracuse. Yeah. I don't know why he left. You mentioned Smoke Monday. A little side bet for you here. I think Kavasi Smoke, running back for Kentucky. This kid averaged eight yards a carry on first down last year. I think he busts a first down 60-plus yard run for Kentucky, but it's not going to be enough. I think Auburn wins this game 22-21. They go for two. Bo Nix, no time on the clock, goes for two, and they convert it. For the win. For the win. Gus Malzahn has no interest in overtime. No interest in overtime. overtime. No, he's looking to get out of there. But I agree with you. That's a great call. I think that's going to be a really entertaining game. You know, I, I tell you, I, I, I've got another one. Do you have, do you have your upset alert alarm, armed and ready? Always. Were you that prepared? Oh, well, you haven't. Play it. Play it. 
please. Yes, sir. Kevin, I was shocked to see that Army was 14-point underdogs to Cincinnati. Is that what they are? Yes, 14 you're right. 14-point underdogs to Cincinnati. Look, man, like Auburn or Army, they they didn't play anybody. What they play? Like Middle Tennessee and Louisiana Monroe or like some dudes like that. But, I mean, they were just cranking up the rushing rides. 800 rushing yards, 10 touchdowns. I mean, these dudes were just hammering on people. And Cincinnati, like, I, do they even score 14 points a game, let alone cover a 14-point spread? And they smashed uh, Austin P. Uh, uh, look, yeah, oh, great. It was Austin P. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Who wow. can't even snap the ball. Who? That was three games ago. You got to give them Austin, credit for what they're doing yeah. to start this season. Who Austin P just got smashed by. They got smashed by what Pitt in the first game or something hey, like that. But then they get don't mercy, hate on them. Then they get mercyed by Pitt. Don't so, hate on them. Look, this is going to be, you know, a 1920s football game where you're going to have like a thousand yards rushing, just pounding it at each other. And I'm a sucker for for the, the service academies. You know I'm a sucker for the service academy. Grandpa Patron served two tours. Dude was in World War II Pacific. Dude was in Korea. Dude brought home a Purple Heart among a, you know, like window size panel of medals and ribbons. So I am a sucker for the service academies. And I think Army's got a really good team this year. I do not think that this is just a flash in the pan like Army is just maybe kind of sort of good. I think Army is really good. Their ground game is ground and pound. Cincinnati, even since last year, I've never really been a huge believer in Cincinnati. I think they have quarterback problems. I know you love, I know you Ooh, love the they kid. They have two quarterbacks. I, I guess know that's you a problem. love the kid. I think they should be playing the other kid. Uh, you love the, the Ryder kid. Ridden. Desmond Ritter. Yeah, the Ritter kid. Uh, you know, yeah, he just died to me. You know, like I, I'm, I'm not a huge fan. I think Army takes this one. Army takes it, you know, late field goal, whatever they need to do. Who cares? It's an upset special. But Army beats Cincinnati in this game. I know you love service academies. Upset special. But I know you also love Cincinnati. You've been to Cincinnati. <laughs> I have been to you Cincinnati. You enjoy Cincinnati also. Cincinnati has a pool there called Sunlit Pool that is an acre big. That's there big. are water slides in the middle of the pool. Like as you like swim out, you get to a water slide and then just kind of climb the ladder and go down it. Yeah. So you love Cincinnati. I don't know how you could decide between those two. Army's not going to win this game. Cincinnati's going to win this game. Have you, have you been to West Point though? Nope. It's amazing. You got to go. You got to go to West Point. Yeah. West Point is awesome. I'll have to put it on the list. Go to West Point. Then go across the bridge, hike Breakneck Ridge, then come down, close out your day at the Peekskill Brewery. Boom. Call it. Okay. So you're still back to Army. All right. I yep. tried to sway you over to Cincinnati. Nope. That didn't work. Nope. Patron, when I was in eighth grade, I went three for five passing in a football game. And they named me starter after that game. All right? I had not played quarterback before. I always thought that was outrageous. <laughs> Until you look up Army's passing stats, you're like, you know what? Not ridiculous. In their two games, Army has passed the ball nine times. I'm not sure why you didn't go to Army. You I know. Just, it's one of the, I would have fit into their it. system. That was three it. for five. You just missed it. Patron, they've thrown nine passes in their two games. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, Henny. That's true. But they're going to have to pass the ball against Cincinnati, and they're not going to be able to. Cincinnati is a good team with a very good coach. Army 
nothing wrong with the Army program, but they're not going to be on Cincinnati's level. You can't be one-dimensional in this game against Cincinnati. It'll be close for a while. Cincinnati ends up winning this game 27-17. This is the first time Army has been ranked and matching up with a ranked opponent since 1996 when they traveled to the Carrier Dome in Syracuse and lost really? to the Orange. Really? So this is a big, okay. this is a big okay. game a for big Army. Deal. It's a, a big, big deal, deal for them. Army. They would tell you it's the game of the week. It's a big deal for Army. What, what, I, what I will find interesting with Army is if New York State starts to open back up, like can we go to West Point and go catch a game at West Point? Because they got full, like all of the service dudes are there. That's why you won't and be able to go. That stadium is insane it's it's so cool there's like ten thousand people there if you look at we got to look up at the capacity there it's like they were supposed to host oklahoma this year oklahoma was supposed to play at army this year that'd have been amazing we lost that game unfortunately that'd have been amazing oklahoma i believe is this the start of hot routes that's the game of the week that's what you're excited for do we jump into hot routes at this point i think so are we already in hot i think we're now getting we're in hot routes i've got no notes that's okay (laughs) So I, I, I'm good. I, I can I can hot route it up. I mean, it's just yeah. Let's go with the hurry up offense here. Let's go guessing. <laughs> That's all we do. Go ahead. So what's the first game? Kansas State at Oklahoma. Oklahoma's favored by 28 points. They're playing Kansas State. Yeah, what do you see? Kansas State covers. Kansas State covers. Like, That's look, insane. So, okay, Oklahoma. That's insane. Oklahoma wide receivers got to be like salivating after seeing what Mr. Adams, the JA2 from Louisiana, yeah, did against Kansas State. But look, I mean, I, I don't even know if Oklahoma has a wide receiver on their roster as good as JA2. Spencer Rattler it remains. They probably have four. It remains to be seen. Hey, don't disrespect JA2. No, I'm like just saying that. Oklahoma is going to have super talented wide receivers. Maybe, maybe not. But the NFL I is mean, filled with Oklahoma wide receivers. Charleston Rambo, you've seen him. Charleston Rambo is supposed to be their one this year. Is Charleston Rambo better than JA2? Who do you have to be right now? I don't know. Well, Adams right now, yeah. The question but is But Oklahoma's probably got better? four guys that are that good. Look, at Kansas State. It, I like Skylar Thompson. I think he's a good quarterback. He looks like he's alone out there, though. They don't have any talent surrounding him. But they're good enough to score some points. That's why I think they cover, but they get smoked. I mean, if they're 28-point underdogs, yeah, sure, fine. I think they lose 48-24, but they cover. That's close. 28's a huge spread. That, well, the they most... get smoked, but they'll score some points. I want to see I Spencer still am not a believer in Oklahoma's defense. I don't think you have to be Spencer Rattler, though. That's a dude I want to see him play. I didn't see any of his game last week in their final warm-up before this season. Kansas State, only team other than LSU to beat Oklahoma last year. That's going to be fresh in their minds. Oklahoma wins this game running away like 45-17. to 17 You didn't thing. pay the $55 to see him I play did not. Missouri State? Nope. You're not. You're right. just not dedicated. Oh, we need the bell. Ding. All right, so we've got Florida at Ole Miss. It'll be the next game we're talking about. Florida's favored by 14 and a half. See, and here's here's a game that for me could have easily fallen on my, you know, game of the week type radar. I mean, I don't think that this is going to be a bad game. Old Miss, smash, smash, smash. They love to run. I think that my recollection of my notes was like 250 yards a game rushing that Oklahoma that Ole Miss averaged. That was last exactly year. right. Florida they they held opponents under eight 
80 yards like eight nine ten times last year like a, a, a more times than most everybody else so this is strength on strength old miss can't stop anybody which is weird because they used to be that whole land shark thing where they like defense was like their calling card and now they stink oh yeah they had like those two brothers yeah yeah yeah. yeah you they remember that? Like, they put they the like some five-star recruits on like defense the fins they had that uh, nimdiche or Robert something yeah and they had like a younger brother running around too they had dudes yeah they had a safety out there i mean they had like nfl dudes on defense and now they can't stop anybody lane kiffin though it, it look i say what you want about him love him hate him whatever you want to do he he runs imaginative offenses. He's got two guys at quarterback who complement each other well. Again, I think that this is way too big of a spread for an for a Florida team that struggles on offense. I think they win because that defense is stacked, but it is an it, it's an SEC game, man. This is like a twenty-one to thirteen game. I mean, Florida being a Ooh, fourteen. Wow. Florida being a 14-point spread is is a little too big for me. I mean, I, I don't – Kyle Trask makes that offense better. But until I see Florida run and, and, hey, shut me up this week, rip off 200 yards rushing against Ole Miss, cool. But I didn't see it at all last year. And they had a dude that went to the NFL. Uh, P. Ryan went to the NFL. So – Shut me up and say, you know, hey, we're going to run the ball. But until I see that, it's Kyle Trask and not much else and an awesome defense, which wow. is. I've got a way different read than you is, do on this game because I think Florida's offense is good. They've got a very good. T- you've got an NFL tight end with Pitts. Trask 100%, coming back, right? 100%. Pitts, Your is, receivers, Pitts is like a wide receiver, too. But I mean, you, he's like a wide receiver. All their receivers end. came back, and you bring in Justin Shorter from Penn State. You have the Lingard, Lorenzo Lingard, whatever his name is, that was at Miami. He was a five-star running back recruit at Miami. Now he's going to be Florida's running back. I think this Florida offense is going to run all over Ole Miss. Ole Miss was last in the SEC last year against the pass. They're not going to be able to keep up with Florida. Florida 38-20 in Lane Kiffin's debut. But I think Florida's off. 20 so they cover. Yeah, 38-20, Florida so wins this cover. game. I've got Florida winning, what did I say? 2113 65 give him 65 all right so the the next game we're looking at are you recording any of this oh yeah i've written it all down Dan. Carry the nine yep it's right next to your notes okay um we've got <laughs> you ucf at ecu just briefly i don't care about the spread there there's no spread big enough for ecu to you don't cover. want ecu plus 27 nope they're not gonna cover no, I, my, my love for dylan gabriel has been expressed in previous no letdown nope Nope, no letdowns. He's, he's fantastic. He's just going to roll on. Dylan Gabriel it, it will have that kind of season. The, the, the Heisman? game that he had last week will be the kind of season that he has this year. I'm with you. 100%. I, but I'm with you. UCF, they're moving on. Dang. This next game surprised me. Pitt at home is favored by three against Louisville. Louisville was in that primetime position last week. We got to watch Pitt play Syracuse. I was a little surprised that Pitt was favored, but they are at home. I'm guessing if the game was at Louisville, it'd be Louisville by a field goal. Do you got any feeling here? Go. I, I, I've taken the lead. You, you go. You, you show me one, honey. Louisville's going to win this game over Pitt. I think Louisville's the better team. Pitt is not terrible. Their defense is solid. Paris Ford against Syracuse jumped off the page at me. He was making a bunch of plays. The Pitt D-line was good, but they were playing Syracuse. 
So I don't know if you can pay any attention to how good their D-line is. Right. We're going to have to find out. Louisville had a couple bad defensive plays in that game that were enormous mistakes or nice calls and designed by Rhett Lashley. I don't know, but there were only a couple plays in that game that really swung it for Miami. Atwell, Hawkins, Cunningham are great. They are going to beat Pittsburgh 40-34 this week. You know, high scoring. The one thing I remember about my notes from this game was the first thing I wrote down was, am I the only one that thinks Pitt is overrated? I I don't get it. I watch Kenny Pickett play, and I'm like, yeah, he's 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 okay. He's he's just all right to me. I I watch the Pitt team play, and I'm like, yeah, you know, they beat Austin P, a team that Cincinnati also smashed. They beat Syracuse, who's allergic to scoring touchdowns, and and has a Swiss cheese offensive line. They have dudes on defense. You know, they, they've got guys at at every level of that defense. You know, like they have Cam Bright at linebacker. Give me that defensive lineman whose name is escaped. Uh, I know you know his name. Jalen. Come on, I know you know his name. But they've got a fantastic defensive lineman. They've got Cam Bright at linebacker. And they've got Paris at uh, at defensive back so they have dudes at every level of that defense right i'm just not convinced that this is a top 25 team i i don't this see, year maybe i don't see this as a top 25 team louisville you mentioned that trio that they have give me them all day in this game and i don't even think that it's i i think that they would cover if they were three-point favorites i've got them winning this game 34-24. It was easily the most surprising line to me when I looked at it. That I don't know if they're thinking it's no momentum and they're you know bummed out after last week, but we were talking about Pittsburgh. Go ahead, Vegas. We, Make a fool of us. We Go both ahead, got Vegas. Louisville. We'll stay in the ACC. We've got Georgia Tech, a seven-and-a-half-point favorite, traveling to the Loud House to take on the Syracuse Orange. We talked about with Pittsburgh. New dome. New dome. New dome. Empty dome. The Syracuse offensive line. You mentioned it with Pittsburgh, so I've got to go. They've given up 14 sacks in two games this year. Last year, there were four teams that didn't give up 14 sacks during the season. Air Force, University of Buffalo, Alabama, and BC. UB. And then the year before that, like nine teams didn't give up 14. That's crazy. Go Bulls. And you can put a lot on the quarterback, but when you watch that game, or I mean, you can put a lot on the offensive line, but when you watch that game, like DeVito, things would be blocked up. He'd go to scramble. They would sack him. There's questionable decision-making in those first couple of games. Yeah. But luckily for Syracuse, they get Georgia Tech. Yeah, our guy Neil Adler from loudhouse.com, him and I were tweeting back and forth a little bit, and you know, one of the things that he had said about, about Tommy DeVito is basically that pocket presence is some of the worst he's seen in, in college football. And, and, and there was even an article that I can retweet that that was on my that was that I was reading with him it, that just shows time after time Tommy You guys are reading it together? That, Tommy DeVito with I think it's his article. I you oh. know I forgot. But time and time again Tommy DeVito is standing in a clean pocket. Yes. Patting the ball, patting the ball, patting the ball. And he gets like, look, here, here's what I have for this game. If it's Jeff Sims, my my guy, Jeff Sims, 
I'm just gonna I'm just gonna ride this Jeff Sims train and hope hope it works out to be the legend of Bonex. I do think the kid is good, but it, it, Jeff Sims versus Tommy DeVito. If Tommy DeVito plays over 50% of the snaps in this game, they lose. Who are they gonna play? If Rex Culpepper plays oh. over 50% of the snaps in this game, they win. Either way, it's 17-13. You think Rex Re- Culpepper is that much better? I, I, I think Rex- they've just been hiding him. I think Rex Cole, best kept secret. I think I I think that Dino is tied his 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 horse is tied to that wagon it's of Tommy be DeVito. DeVito. It's got to be you, you know if he plays Rex for the rest of the year, Tommy transfers. You know he, That's they, they've got like David Summers on the bench that I don't know what any, if anybody knows anything about him. Kid, kid from California coming in next year, but. If Rex plays, just let the kid go, man. It's, he, first of all, Rex Culpepper is an awesome name. Absolutely. Second of all, Rex Culpepper beat cancer, and he's not only like strong and burly enough to like move around and like do like regular things. He can play power five football. So let the kid play, man. He's got their only touchdown pass. Let's see what he's got. And that flow is beautiful. I take his flow over Tommy DeVito's tan. Bang. That's fair. I want to see Syracuse go with, like, what if they're not going to play DeVito, and I think they'll stick with him, he's got to be the guy. I don't see him dealing with – I don't see Babers going with the quarterback drama here. I'd like to see him go Wildcat or something. Grab it. Do what Kentucky did last year when Terry Wilson went down. If you're going to shake it up, I don't know, throw Nikeem Johnson, throw Tice, throw somebody there and just shake it up a little bit because Syracuse needs that. Not very good on third down. Makes me nervous. Do you have a prediction on this game? I told you. You have a score? 17-13. 17-13. Syracuse is winning this game, Patron. Syracuse, if Rex Culpepper plays 50% or more. Georgia Tech, if... DeVito plays. So you're picking both teams. I am taking Syracuse no matter what. Syracuse wins this game 19-17. Syracuse is going to get two wins this year, it feels like right now. Georgia Tech and Liberty, are to me, feel like those two wins. Syracuse. Do they play NC State? Because NC State looks bad. Didn't they just win? No. I don't think so. Didn't Didn't they they just win Saturday night? Who did they play? I thought they just I thought they just won. I thought they got smoked. Look oh, that up. Okay. I, I thought they ran the ball really, really well Saturday night. I thought they got stampeded. Because they were out. going on they were they were playing at the same time as that Miami game. I'll look it up while you're talking about Texas, Texas Heck. Alright, so I've got something you gotta think about here, Patron. Last week we talked about Bailey Zapy. I don't like and it's Houston Baptist Huskies. Did you look at my? You stole my notes. That's what it is. You, it, I, I didn't lose them. The computer didn't crash. I took them. You extracted them. You hacked my computer. So here's my. Here's what I want to know for you. Get my Bailey Zap. Will Sam Ellinger have more passing yards? Oh no no than no that's Bailey not because that's not even the question. It's not even possible. Five, no. What my question was he to is you. No does Texas? As a team, put up more total yards of offense. So 576 was the number from Bailey Zapi against Texas Tech. Does Texas, as an entire program of total offense, eclipse what Bailey did a couple weeks ago against Texas Tech? Can they get over 576? Ellinger does not. The team does. They get over 576. They only did it twice last year. And one of them was against Texas Tech, so they probably do it again. I think Ellinger to Josh Moore, Tariq Black on repeat. They just this is, I think Texas in terms of the teams we're talking about puts up the most points this weekend. 
I'll take Texas's total points yeah. ahead of every other team we mentioned this weekend. And the thing about Texas and Oklahoma that you have to remember, too, is that these dudes are gearing up to play early. Like, that game that they play against each other is, what, October 3rd? Like, they have this game, one more. It, I think it's soon. It, you can tune in to our Fall Fest episode where we're going to review what weekend you should have your Fall Fest. That's our next episode. But, yeah, I mean, look, they have they have to get going. They have to get it geared up. And I think it's going to be important for them to let their starters play a long time in this game, even though they're going to be blasting on Texas Tech. Yeah, they put up almost 60. I got 59-23, Texas wins this game. That's definitely going to be the score. 69-53, is that what you said? No, 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 no. 59-23. Oh, 59-23. Yeah, I got something like that. Whatever the spread is, they cover it. So next we'll be traveling to West Virginia at Oklahoma State. Uh, Does Spencer Sanders play? Is he playing? I haven't heard yet, and I think that's what – to me, determines what happens in this game. Okay, well, you you tell me what happens in this game because you look if, like if Spen- you look you look like you got that fire in your eyes. Oh, this would be my if Spencer Sanders doesn't play. This is my upset this week. West Virginia goes to Oklahoma State and wins well, this that game. Was anticlimactic. No, no, no alarm or anything. Because it, tell- it depends. I feel weak about it because it depends <laughs> if Spencer Sanders plays. It's a weak upset alert. It's it's not a because I pull that it's back. Not a full guy. It's just a just a a half. Spen- upset alert. Spencer Sanders running the ball is a big part of what Oklahoma State does. You go back and watch the Tulsa game when until he got hurt. A big part of their offense was him running, and once he left, that kid they brought in after him, who was eventually replaced by Illingworth, the freshman. The freshman looked better than the oh yeah, it wasn't middle even, dude. Yeah, yeah. That, that that kid in the middle, unfortunately, just. Wasn't able to do it. They were calling the same plays. They were trying to run with him like they would Sanders. Syracuse, I heard. We'll take him. (laughs) Chuba Hubbard's going to be fine. He's going to put up great numbers. But you have to wonder, Tulsa, six sacks against Oklahoma State. Tulsa had 14 all of last year, and they had 16 against Oklahoma State. So West Virginia's strength is their defensive line. If there's no Spencer Sanders, West Virginia sneaks out a win here on the road in the Big 12. If Spencer Sanders plays, they have that three-headed monster that we wanted to see from the Cowboys. They win this game, but without him, he's too big of a part of what they do. Unfortunately, Tylen Wallace won't be able to get going as much. Chuba Hubbard, they can focus on in West Virginia. Pulls off the upset. I think Mike Gundy's a good enough coach. I think they win this game with or without Spencer Sanders because what we saw last week was the Oklahoma State team that did not expect to not have Spencer Sanders. What we'll see this week is the Oklahoma State team that plans to not have Spencer Sanders. I think they'll start the freshman. I, I love the fact that middle guy is just named middle guy. Like, he's definitely not playing. I want to say Bailey Hockman, but he, I know it's the NC State quarterback, he, but it was a name he, like that. He transferred to Monmouth over the weekend. Monmouth. Oh, by the way, speaking of NC State, they did win their week one in a – in a barn burner with Wake Forest, 45-42. So they gave up 42 points to Wake Without Forest. their starting quarterback. They played their backup quarterback, right? Hockman had to play in that game. They were without the starting kid. I thought that dude still is won a that No, no, no. They had a different kid that was going to start, but he was out. No, I can't remember his name. So, hey, I mean, I got, Oklahoma, I got Oklahoma State winning this game either way. I, I don't know what the spread is. Did you say what the spread is? 
West Virginia is getting eight and a half points. That's a big spread if Spencer Sanders doesn't play. That's I what I they, thought. I think they cover with Spencer Sanders. They don't without him, but they still they win either way. Georgia at Arkansas. Georgia is favored by 26 points. And what's interesting to me here, Patron, is a year ago, if I told you that JT Daniels and Felipe Franks were going to play against each other in their first game of the season, you'd be like, okay, yeah, I got USC Florida. No, you don't. You have Georgia at Arkansas. A year later, these are the quarterbacks that hopefully we see. It might be Dwan Mathis for Georgia. I don't know if they've decided if JT Daniels is going to play here, but this is brutal for Sam Pittman, the new coach at Arkansas, to have to play against Georgia, who has five stars all over the field on defense. Doesn't matter who their quarterback is in this game. You've talked on this show about the wide receivers and running backs we'll see at Georgia. They shut down Arkansas 33-3. to I think Arkansas is going to have an extremely difficult time, even with Felipe Franks. Just another one of those SEC quarterbacks hanging yeah. around the conference. Yep. They're not going to be able to move the ball enough. Yeah. Georgia's too strong on D. I mean, Arkansas is a tough rebuild. It's just tough to to compete with those teams that are over in that SEC West with them. Now they get the crossover with UGA in the East. Like they, they, they're going to get smashed. They're going to get smashed. I don't think they're going to cover. I never, you know, there was a reason why Felipe Franks got got replaced by Kyle Trask in the first place. I mean, remember, Kyle Trask put up like 200 yards passing and they're like, we found our no, guy. That's our guy. <laughs> so, I, you know, Arkansas is not covering. They're not going to be good. They may not win a game this year. Talking about some SEC teams that aren't great, you've got Vandy at A&M in our next one. A&M, I, I saw they were favored by 31. I might be wrong because now I'm looking back at it. But if that's true, that's a huge number that's because a huge number. A&M is, is an interesting team. They've gotten hit by the opt-out. I don't think guys have opted back in. They, they lost they've a bunch of late. receivers. They lost yep. a bunch of They're receivers. They're number one receiver, and guys went pro. Yep. Like, give, they, give me Kellen Mond to start his Heisman campaign in this one and put up huge numbers if the spread is 31 they may get there but they're they're going to smash vandy they're they're absolutely going to smash vandy and vandy is going to start looking towards arkansas state and louisiana for the next head coach okay oh i like that i think jimbo goes for style points speaking of coaches Style points don't matter when you're Nick Saban and Davo Sweeney this year. For Jimbo Fisher, they do. 100%. He has to take a team like Vandy 100%. and needs to pound them into the ground and blow them out. So I think a line of 31 plays into that, and Texas A&M does cover. They put up a bunch of points. Vandy can't score a lot, so I'm with you. Texas A&M runs away. Calamon, Spiller, they go bananas. Miami FSU. Our first rivalry game of the season. First rivalry game of the season. I, I don't know how you can pick against Miami. You tell me a spread that's ridiculous. and Miami's I, favored by 11 and a half. I, I got that. I got them covering that. I They have looked really, really good. And Florida State, Florida State's going to take a little while. What has happened there since Bowden left has really been a travesty. They won a gone, national championship since Bowden left. I, I, I'm sorry, since Jimbo Fisher left. Oh, okay. It's just been, you know, a guy for a year, a guy for two years, a guy. They've got, I, I think Mike Norvell is the guy, but it is going to take a while, and I don't think they really have a quarterback that fits that system on the entire roster. They lose, and they lose big. Miami looks fantastic. Rat. 
Lashley, who was a backup quarterback. You know where he's a backup quarterback? No. Arkansas. Okay. Arkansas. Oh, that fits. That kind of rat is a quarterback at Arkansas. I yeah. like that. That makes sense to me. And then he was an offensive assistant under Gus Malzahn. And you see those those tendencies in his offense, the offense that he runs. That makes sense to me, too. You know, he wants to use De'Eric King like Gus Malzahn used Cam Newton. That makes sense to me when I watch that Rhett Lashley offense. And, hey, ride it. You know what I mean? When, when you saw that Wisconsin team bring in Russell Wilson, it changed that entire Absolutely. team. Absolutely. You know, it, it, so I think there is something here with the U. I don't think they're back, quote unquote, because I, I think you found a guy who's going to be there for a year. That's right. great, but you better have another guy who's coming in right after him because you can't just – it's not a recyclable offense. You have De'Ara King this year. He's a man. He's played. He's good. You, you caught lightning in a bottle. I think this Miami team is right up there in that top three, four teams in this conference. They showed it against Louisville. They'll show it by smashing FSU. They're good. They're, they're, that's a good team. They may not be back. Can Gregory Rousseau opt back in? Probably. And be like, let's let's go for it. They don't need him. They don't need him. Let's go. Jalen Phillips looks awesome, by the way. And that's a great story. Transfer you. If anybody doesn't know that kid's story, he struggled at UCLA. Go look up that story because that's a cool story. Like, number one recruit, had a tough time at UCLA, ends up transferring, and now his career has been rejuvenated. He's back on NFL people's radars. That's great. Miami being back to me doesn't even matter. I just enjoy while they're here. I'm going to live it up to the fullest. They're going to win this game. Florida State is going to be a very interesting team for us to watch the rest of the year. That dynamic, they're going to be 1-5, 2-6 because of who they have to play, when they have to play it. Do these guys that thought about opting out, your superstars, do they continue to play? Do we see kids kind of punch out and be like, dude, I'm out of this bubble. I'm going to go party. And if I test, whatever, that's going to be a very interesting dynamic to watch at Florida state when you're halfway through the year and you are out of it and you've got agents and all that kind of stuff. Miami is going to win this game. I do think Marvin Wilson blocks a field goal from that tatted up Bory, Bory Gallus kicker. Okay. I think Marvin Wilson blocks a field goal in this game, but it doesn't matter. Miami wins by two touchdowns, 34 to 20. Last game, Tennessee, South Carolina. You, how, how do you feel about Jared Guant- Guarantano? Where in the world is Tennessee like the 13th ranked team in the country, like 16th ranked team in the country right now? Rankings don't matter this year. But uh, No, I, I mean, seriously, though, just tell me that. Is that is that what they are? I don't know. Because that's ludicrous. 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 I, to me, Tennessee versus South Carolina is like this. I'm looking forward to a hotly contested game versus two unranked teams. You know, I, I, I watch Tennessee play, and, and, and they got my guy. You know they got my, like, dark horse SEC rushing leader of the year. You love Najee Harris. Yes. Tennessee's going to have to lean on this gray kid. I, I know I called him Earl Gray the last time. He's not the English T. Oh. But they've got this kid, Gray, who is spectacular, like must-see TV. Tune in and watch this kid Gray play. But South Carolina, a year in and year out, they have a Brent Muschamp defense, which is always going to be good. The new kid, actually the new quarterback, beat out Helinski and will be their quarterback. Oh, because his boy is the OC. 
But his, I mean, his old head coach comes over and he brings his quarterback with him. Yeah, whatever. I mean, I guess. Yeah, great. But Halinski played well. You still had to right. beat out a kid who I thought looked good last year. Yeah, but thought, why would you? That kid coming in. The, the co- I thought he stirred the drink last I, year. I think for that's, South Carolina. that's an interesting storyline to talk about with this game because you have a returning quarterback that was okay last year and your best player ended up getting hurt at receiver. So now you bring in Mike Bobo from Colorado state. He Colin Hill is quarterback comes with him. You name this kid starter. That's an interesting dynamic. I think Guarantano is a quarterback for Tennessee is something to watch. Chris Winky, his coach, his quarterback coach said he's operating at a high level. Chris Winky knows a thing or two about playing quarterback. So that's a kid I want to watch. He's building him up. He was the number one dual threat quarterback in the country coming out of high school ahead of Jalen Hurts, Shane Bouchelle, Jamie Newman. So this kid had talent. Maybe now he's going to see it materialize if on the field. If that dude's a dual threat quarterback, it's running and kicking because it's definitely not throwing. I have no. I don't know if he kicks. It, 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 it he's be got like to do Austin something else because whatever the whatever the the second part of the dual part is, it's not throwing. Oh, you don't like that kid, huh? He's, he's not a good thing. They're going to win. They're going to win on the road at South Carolina, 21-20. I'm taking does Tennessee. Does on the road mean anything anymore? Uh, like, I think when you travel, it does. Okay. It, hey, you got to stay in hotels. They're sitting in a bus or on a flight. Quarantine for 14 days. Yeah, I don't yeah. think I, – I think playing on the road does matter. I think it matters a little bit. Is that it for hot routes? Where's the ding? Ding, ding. Ring that bell. got the bell out. There we and go. That is all for tonight. As always – you can check us out on Twitter. I'm not going to go through all of the things. You know where we are. We're on Apple Podcasts. We are on Spotify. We're on Anchor Stitch. We're all over the place. You can get us on Facebook. Thank you again to our brewery tonight, Willow Rock. It is Willow Rock week. Thank you to our sponsors, Yankee Builder. You can go to our Facebook page. We will have a link to Yankee Builder. We'll have more info to come in the coming weeks. They are a brand new sponsor. The best home builder remodeler in this area and the area around us look us up check out their pictures check out their work give them a call tell them henny and patron sent you that is all for tonight come on back for the fall fest preview episode last call last call last call cheers i am dan patron and he is Kevin Hennigan, Willow Rock, Black is Beautiful, and it was beautiful tonight. Good night and cheers. Cheers.